Feeling super frustrated with a child who just isn't getting their homeschool work done each day? You aren't alone. Today, I'm going to be drawing from my years of encountering this scenario in my family, homeschooling my three kids, doing all of the grades multiple times, as well as drawing from the hundreds of families who have shared their homeschool journey with me. And I'm going to share with you today the key to conquering this concern that I know you have. Welcome to Little by Little Homeschool Podcast, where you'll learn tips and strategies that will empower you to home educate your children. I'm Lee Nguyen, a homeschool mom of over 12 years, which includes two graduates. When I started homeschooling, I was pretty much on my own and was desperate for encouragement and help. My mission is to be a source of encouragement and help to you. Whether you are just beginning your homeschool journey or you're deep into the homeschool lifestyle, Little by Little Homeschool wants to help you stay the course because all the time you are investing into your children is completely worth it. If you're ready to take your homeschool to new levels, keep listening. You are living your dream to homeschool your children, whether this is year one, year five, year 10, year 15. But sometimes it doesn't feel like a good dream. It feels like a bad dream. When over and over, you are faced with this issue of not getting the homeschool work done. You've poured your heart, your mind into this. You've, there's been some blood, some sweat, some tears over homeschooling. And this is where God has called you. You know that without a shadow of a doubt that this is what you're supposed to be doing. But your child isn't cooperating with that. And you are already overwhelmed with all of the things on your to-do list and managing the home and keeping everything running and going smoothly. And then don't your kids see that? Don't they see how hard you're working and they're not keeping up their end of the bargain? Mm, I'm going to dive into that here. And when I think of this topic, I often also think of running into this situation often when it comes to mealtimes. So homeschool and mealtimes can sometimes drag on forever. You're saying to your child, just take two bites. Just try two bites of the chicken. Try two bites of the carrots. Come on, little Johnny, please, just two bites. And you're sitting there, and they're sitting there, and it's not happening. Now, for myself, I wasn't homeschooled. But when it comes to the mealtime struggle, I can recall sitting there for dinner. Well, after dinner, everybody was gone. For hours. And now I tried not to do that with my kids. I tried not to draw out the meal and have them not even just try to bite that struggle with that. So I think of that sometimes when I'm thinking about the homeschool not getting the work done is also the mealtime. You know that if they don't eat enough, they are going to crash in a little bit. They're not going to have the fuel that they need to continue going, and it's not going to be good in about an hour. And when it comes to meals, you think about all the time that you have put into figuring out what are you going to make for dinner? We'll just go with dinner and do the grocery shopping and prepare the meal. And you know, you have to clean up afterwards. Well, homeschool is similar. All of the work that you do on the back end of it, and they either are sitting there and taking forever, or the day just gets by and you are like, I have no idea what happened. But either way, at the end of the day, they haven't completed their homeschool work and it is causing you some stress. It is causing you some concern 
And that's what we're going to dive into deeply right now. I'm going to tell you the trick right now, just off the bat, and then I'm going to build my case. So don't just listen to the trick because there's going to meat to it. I'm going to build my case after it. The trick is simply you. You, the homeschool mom. It sounds simple, right? And I even said simply you, but it's not. Homeschool rests upon your shoulders. Okay, so let's build that case. And I have questions for you that I really want you to ask yourself and answer to yourself. No one's going to know your answer because you don't even need to probably say the answer out loud. You already know. When I ask you this question, you know in your heart already the answer. But I would love for you to write these questions down and flesh it out a bit more. And when you encounter these days where your child or children are just not getting their schoolwork done and you say, Okay, let me go back over these questions. That's I want you to write them down. Okay, so let's build the case. The trick is you. And here are the questions I want you to ask yourself. The first one is, are you consistent with your homeschool? Now, I know there's a variety of different ways to homeschool. This doesn't matter what your style of homeschooling is or what's your routine. Overall, are you just consistent with it? Even if you're an unschooler, a classic homeschooler, an eclectic homeschooler, you do Montessori, whatever it is, that is your decision. That is your choice. You get to decide what that looks like. But are you consistent with doing it? Kids need, they actually thrive on routine and consistency because that establishes a pattern for them. And that pattern shows them how the day is going to go. Predictability really helps children. They know what is going to go on in the day, and therefore they know their part. They know their place in the family. They know their place in the day. And so kids really need routine. They need consistency. This doesn't matter what your family culture is. Maybe you like to fly by the seat of your pants, or you like to have a more strict schedule. That's okay. Kids will adapt to whatever type of environment, whatever it is that you want to focus on in your family. But in order to be consistent and to have that routine and and to have a pattern of getting things done, you as the homeschool mom have to be committed. So much else is on your plate, and I know that, but you have to be committed to the homeschool. Homeschool has to be a priority right now, and I know that's hard to hear, and there's so many other really great things to do, and you see maybe other moms doing things, and I want to encourage you. Not to especially compare yourself in your season of life to something that I'm doing. I'm here behind a microphone podcasting and sharing with you. And I have the time, I have the margin right now in this season of life. Now, I know some of you do work part time from home, outside of the home. You might work full time and you are making that work. That is the pattern that you have established for your family. But for me, I will be honest, I dabbled in a couple little things when my kids were younger. I think I've mentioned them here, some MLMs and just some little things just to make a little bit of extra cash on the side and just to kind of give myself something just for me. But that was about it. I didn't have the margin, my personality and my commitment, like really deep commitment to homeschooling didn't allow for me to spend a lot of other time and Homeschool has to be a priority right now in the season of life that you find yourself in. Most of you have young children. This is it. This is the season that you're in. And sometimes it can feel better to try to escape and to think of something else to do instead. 
but I can promise you, put the time in now, you will reap the rewards and the benefits later on. And I, I, I promise you of that. So the first question is, are you consistent with school? You have to decide. I'm going to be consistent. I do have some other episodes and I will drop them in the show notes that can help you with this. But you have to decide this is a priority. This is going to be the number one priority. Now I know meals and relationships and all that other kinds of stuff too. But setting aside the time and saying, we are going to work through these resources, through this curriculum, no matter your style of homeschooling, we are going to set aside. This is a sacred time during our day, whether that is 30 minutes, that is three hours, whatever fits for your family in this season of life, set aside that time. It is sacred time, and that is what you are committed and devoted to. Second question is to ask yourself, well, if your child is not getting their homeschool work done by the end of the day, is the material appropriate for them? So I'm not saying appropriate in a, you know, is that inappropriate, explicit type of material, not in that kind of way at all. Is the material appropriate for their age range? Make sure it's not too advanced where they are struggling and they are feeling inadequate. They might even say something like, I feel stupid doing this or I am stupid because I can't do this. That is a clear indication that there is something going on there. And it could be that the material is too advanced. It might just be too advanced right now. They might have, especially if it's say it's math, they might have a concept they just didn't quite grasp. And if you can figure out what that concept is and get them to the other side of that, everything else might click. It might be something like math facts. And I know that I've talked about it before. Pull back on the lessons and just focus on it. If they don't have their addition math facts figured out quite yet, they're not solid in that, then pull back. Find some great resources and games and things that can go alongside and help you to get them solid in their addition math facts. And then you can move on. Also, Make sure that the material that you are using, the curriculum and everything, is not too easy. You need to find a middle ground between too easy and advanced. We want them to actually have to try. And some children, I know some children will just fly through resources. And I've had some of them, of them as well. And some of my kids in certain subjects, and I'm having a hard time keeping up with them because they just have a giftedness in a certain subject. You might be finding that, and that's okay. That's just the way that God has wired them. So somewhere, find a middle ground between too easy and too advanced. The third question is, are you setting reasonable goals for the day? If you are asking your young elementary student to accomplish way too much, they're not going to have their homeschool work done by the end of the day. Right there is the reason why they're not getting it done. It could be even a middle schooler or a high schooler, and you are just overloading them. We really get to study our children, and we really get to know exactly where they are in every single subject. We know what they're good at. We know what their natural bent is in every single one of the subjects. We know students that maybe struggle a little bit with math and what they are so good with reading and then vice versa. Are you setting reasonable goals for the day? Don't set them too high, but also don't set them too low. Maybe in the beginning, if you're having a hard time with them getting their work done, you might need to bring the goals down. And as you see them meet those goals and feel like, okay, good, I am meeting these goals, I'm getting done at a reasonable time during the day and I have some free time, they'll start feeling pretty good about themselves. And then you could raise the bar just a little bit at a time, but just make sure that you are setting reasonable goals. 
the fourth question I'm going to ask you is, are you helping keep them accountable? Don't just ditch the nine-year-old. Don't give them a whole long list of independent work for them to do, and then you disappear, whether it's going and doing good things. I'm not saying you are running off or you're going and hiding in your room and watching soap operas and eating bonbons, which is the old story. I don't even know what a bonbon is. I think we looked it up one day. (laughs) And I was trying to show my family because I kind of remember me. My mom had some bonbons. I don't know. But don't just ditch the nine-year-old. So I'm not saying that's what you're doing. but Don't leave them a whole long list and then just go off. Maybe it's vacuuming or it's some type of cleaning or meal prep or maybe you do work part-time from home. You have other children, younger children to take care of. Don't just leave them there. And it could be of any age. I just picked randomly a nine-year-old. Come and check on them. Maybe it is, okay, I'd like you to do this math review questions right here. This should take you about 10, 15 minutes. I'm going to check in on you in about five minutes and see how you're doing. Or maybe you can say to the child, I will be back in 10, 15 minutes and see how you're doing. And you know your child. You know the one that you need to check on in just a couple of minutes. You know the one that you can let go for the 10 to 15 minutes. But don't just leave them there to completely do everything on their own. You need to help keep them accountable. Giving them, whether that's giving them a time frame, whether that's saying to do just this one subject, come let me know when you're done with that and leaving a little bit open. For some kids, we can do that. Other kids, we need to hold their hand a little bit more firmly and to keep an eye on them a little bit more. Some kids, we can't leave them really at all or they are going to roll away and you're going to say, where in the world did little Johnny go? But even the high schoolers, they need some type of accountability. I have just my one high schooler right now and he will get started on his independent work. I go on uh, in upstairs and I start working out and probably about halfway through my workout, I will yell down, hey, how are you doing? And he'll yell up, pretty good. Sometimes I sneak down and take a look, but I know that that is enough for him because he knows that when he is finished with a certain amount of stuff, then he can go upstairs and he has a computer in my husband's office and he works on some of his computer work then. And then we meet for morning time. And he knows that if he is steady with getting his stuff done that I have assigned to him, and it's not too much stuff, it's very reasonable, that he then has the afternoon free to pursue his own interests. So even the high schoolers check in on them. So of all the ages, are you helping keep them accountable? Maybe a part of being accountable, this probably doesn't apply to high schoolers, but you can probably figure out some way of adjusting this to older kids. Maybe you need to do some type of reward system. If they consistently get certain subjects done, consistently get done by a certain time. Now, I'm not huge into having a time thing. However, most of us or many, I'll say many of us homeschool moms like to be done with our formal academics by lunchtime so that then we have the afternoon. And so maybe if consistently they are getting done by that time, you have some type of reward system. This reward system, I know that sometimes it can get a bad rap. Maybe it's a sticker that they get, and that might motivate some children just to get a sticker. That'll keep them going. Maybe it's after a certain amount of stickers. They get a certain reward. Maybe it is some little trinket. Maybe your kids are really motivated by gifts. Maybe it is a certain outing, or maybe it's screen time. Maybe it's getting to watch a movie. You know your child. You know what they would love to be able to do when they're done with their stuff and they meet some certain goals. So consider some type of reward system just knowing it won't last forever. I don't have a sticker chart on my refrigerator for my 16-year-old. I have not had 
a sticker chart, or a reward system for many, many years. We outgrew that. I did do it for a while, and it really helped. And then after a while, it didn't help as much, or it only helped, we'll say, it was really good and helped my daughter. The boys didn't quite get as many stickers, and so... So then you just kind of adjust and you find some other way of rewarding them and motivating them. I've got two more questions here for you. Number five is, do you ask for their input? If they're consistently not getting their homeschool work done during the day, why don't you ask them what's going to help them get that done? Younger children might not be able to really verbalize what it is, and that's okay. You can ask for their input, such as, certain subjects that maybe you're going to cover. You do know that you don't have to cover every single subject every single year, right? Even the strict homeschool. Now, this is not, okay, this is not legal advice. Let me preface it with this. But even the very strict states tell you during the elementary years, you are to do these subjects. Nobody says you have to do geography every single year. And so therefore, maybe you don't do geography because your kid really isn't interested in it. And another year, they really are interested in it. So you do focus on that. Get their input when it comes to curriculum. Maybe they're struggling with math and you expose them to a couple different curriculum ideas and get their input onto which one do they seem to maybe be inclined to want to do or to be more excited about. Ask for their input for things such as read alouds, some books that you guys will read together. Get their input. Say, hey, do you have a suggestion for a book? Or maybe it is, hey, I have these two read alouds. Which one do you think we should do with a family? And let them choose. When they get to have some input, they get a little skin in the game, they get a little excited. Everybody wants to be able to have some input, and your children are no different. You can also talk to them about the order of the day. Maybe let them choose the order of the subjects that that you do. My kids, for many years, once we were done with morning time, we would start off with morning time. Then they had to work on math. It was was non-negotiable. Everybody had to do math first thing so that we could get that done. And then the rest of it was smooth sailing. And I would let them pick the order. As they got older, I would completely let them pick the order. And you know what happened? Most times they would choose to do the math first because it was hard. They, but then they knew that their minds were fresh and they knew that once they got that done, it was smooth sailing. But ask them about the order of the day. You might find some kids want to put off the harder things till later. And they'll start to learn that maybe it'd be easier if I did the harder things first. Okay, my final question I have for you is, Have you talked to them about why education is important to your family? They are struggling with getting the assigned homeschool work, the curriculum, and these great resources and materials that you have, whether it is math or it's getting some certain reading done, or it is a worksheet, or it is to watch a certain video, whatever you have chosen. They aren't quite getting it done during the day. And so maybe if you sit down and tell them why education is important, They might not really know why education is important, especially if a child has been taken home from public or private school. They're really used to the school system and they need some de-schooling. Definitely needs to happen. And you probably need some de-schooling as well. I do have an episode about that and I will drop it in the show notes for you to listen to after this. But don't be afraid to sit down and talk to them just eye to eye and just hold their hands so that there is that connection as well with them, especially I find with little boys holding their hands and that eye to hand, like I feel like the electricity goes through them and they kind of pay attention and sit up a little bit more and listen to what mom's saying. But tell them why you feel education is important and why you have chosen the certain curriculum that you have and 
some of the dreams that you have for them and talk to them about your own educational journey. Maybe you struggle with math and tell them about that and say, look, I am here for you. I understand. I've been there. Maybe they don't understand why they would need to know math or why they would need to learn to do some writing or why they should maybe try to do their handwriting a little bit nicer. Show them. Explain it to them. This is going to look different for a five-year-old than it's going to look for a 15-year-old, but don't skip doing this for the five-year-old. It's just going to be a short, quick conversation. Then it will be maybe for a 15-year-old, and they're not going to understand as much as a five-year-old, but you've started the conversation. Have that conversation continually over and over and make it appropriate to their maturity as they get older. And then hopefully then you will, the goal then is to get to the point where they are even way before 15. If you started this conversation when they're five, before 15, they see the benefits in education and they are excited about it. They love to learn about the world that God has created and they want to be able to add more to their knowledge so that they can then give back to others and glorify God in the process. All right, you've got these questions. Remember, the trick is you. If you've got some questions to ask yourself so that you can keep yourself on track, therefore, your child can get their schoolwork done. And at the end of the day, you can look back and say, that was successful and feel really good about it. Friend, if you are enjoying this podcast, I would love to be able to know about that. I would also love to be able to let others know as well. If you can leave a review, that would be absolutely amazing. If you are on Apple Podcasts, you can scroll to the bottom. You can leave the stars, which is the rating, hopefully five star, and leave a review. If you are on a different podcast platform, you might not be able to leave a general review for the podcast. You might have to go into a specific episode and then leave that a review right there, which you can do just right now for this episode. That would really bless me and it helps to encourage me and also gives me some direction to go with this podcast. And I thank you in advance for doing that. Thank you for listening, friend. I'd love to connect with you more. You can find social media links in the show notes and share this episode with a friend who could use a boost to her homeschool. See you back here real soon.